You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, God. Thank you, Lord, God. You are so awesome, God. We thank you, Lord, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We honor you. We bless your name. We bring you all praise, honor, and glory, Father God. It is an honor and a privilege to be here, Father. We thank you, Lord God. We appreciate you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, that we have nothing without you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, because we have breath. We will praise you. We will honor you, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. Once again, it is an honor and a privilege to be alive, Father God, an indication that you're not finished with us, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, even when we wanted to give up on ourselves, you never gave up on us, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for pulling us out of the pit. Whatever our pit was, Lord God, you pulled us out. You brought us here, Lord God, and we appreciate you, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. We honor you. We bless your name, Father God. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you, Lord God, in a faithless world, Father God, in a world full of unloyalty, Father God, and evil, Lord God. You remain the same. We thank you for your love. We honor you. We appreciate you, Lord God. We give you all praise and thanksgiving, Lord God, every single day. We thank you, Father God, for being our God. We thank you, God, for being our king. We thank you, God, for being our father. We love you, Lord God. We love you, Lord God. We magnify you. You are so awesome. You are so holy, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that we don't uphold anyone or anything above you, Lord God, but we give everything we have to you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we die to ourselves so that we can live in you, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that we are taking up our cross and we are following you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We honor you. We bless your name. We thank you, Father God, for this past week, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for all the joys. And we thank you, God, for all the sorrows, Lord God. You saw it all. We thank you, Lord God, that you're not ignorant to anything that we're going through. We're not, you're not ignorant to anything that has happened, Father God, but you're very well aware. And we thank you, Father God, that you've been working on our behalf, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. We increase our trust in you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We may not understand everything that you are doing, Lord God, but we choose to trust you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. We honor you. We bless your name. We thank you, Father God, for breakthrough in every area of our lives, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. Even though it may not look like it, we thank you for the faith to know who you are, 
the faith to know that you are bringing us out, Father God, in Jesus' name, and making a way for us, Lord God, spiritually, emotionally, financially, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are making a way, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We honor you, Lord God. We bless your name, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for every situation, God. We thank you, God, for every circumstance that has made us better, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We choose to give everything we have over to you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We honor you. We worship you, Lord God. We worship you. We thank you for today. We thank you, Father God, for this week, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that you have made the way safe for us, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father God, for protecting us, uh, keeping us with our ministering and warring angels, as well as your son Jesus' precious blood. We thank you, Father God, for covering us, God, covering our family and friends, Lord God, in Jesus' name keeping us away from danger seen and unseen, Father God, in Jesus' name. Lord God, allowing us to be at the right places at the right time, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are receivers of your word, Lord God, that we are not just hearers, but we are doers of your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we are action beings, Father God. So whatever you command to us, Father God, we will obey it, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We lay down everything we think, Father God should be right and we give it all to you. We choose to obey you, honor you, Father God. Hearken unto you, Father God, even if we don't quite understand it, Father God. So we thank you, Lord God. We choose to honor you. We choose to obey you as our Father. We choose to love on you, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for this word on today, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you bless it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we sow and you sow to good ground, Lord God. We are sowing unto you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. I bless your name. I pray that we receive all that you would have us to receive in your holy and beautiful word, Lord God, that we apply it to our lives, not just today, but every single day, Father God, that we lead as an example of who you are and what you command of us through your word, Lord God, in Jesus' name. So God, we thank you. We appreciate you. We thank you for Launch Church. We thank you, Father, for the ministry, for what it is now and what it is about to be, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We honor you. We thank you, Father God, for each and every member. We thank you, Father God, for each and every ministry, Father God, in Jesus' name. Each and every group, Father God, from the little children in the nursery to the older people, Father God. We thank you for it, God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We honor you. We bless your name. We choose to look with our spiritual eyes, Father God, and we thank you, Father God, for the manifestation in the natural, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for this food of your word that we're eating on today, Lord God. I thank you that, that we are full, Lord God, and again, that we're examples of your word, Father God, each and every day. I pray, Lord God, that when people see us, whether it's work, whether it's school, Father God, whether it's the store, wherever it may be, I pray, Lord God, that when people see us, that they see you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. We honor you. We bless your name, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that we choose to be obedient to you, Lord God, that we, that we lay down everything we think we know and we'll give it to you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Every misunderstanding, Father God, every argument, everything that we know that we are right in, Father God, we thank you that you are just God and that you will make it right for us. We thank you, Father God. We honor you and you bless your name, God. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise for you. I'm more than worthy to receive it all, Lord God. So we thank you for today and every single day, Lord God. 
In Jesus' name, we worship you, God. Amen and amen. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, everybody. Hallelujah, everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah to those who are online as well. Those who are in the building, praise God. Has God been good to anybody this week? Yes, he has been good to me. Hallelujah. I know he's been good to you. Praise God. It's been a, a, a crazy week. I know we are on the right path, you guys. God has confirmed so many things this week for us. Uh, amen. And let me tell you, I just, you can go ahead and turn this off. I just want to say, you know, hallelujah to his name. He deserves all glory, you guys. He deserves all praise and all honor. And um, I'm just super excited to stand before you guys and see you all. Praise God. Uh, can I, I can't see my people online. I want to see my people online, but well, I guess that's being in the works. I like to see everybody. But amen. Uh, just uh, pro prophetess, psalmtress, pastor, Phyllis called me on uh, Friday and blessed me with a word, amen, that I needed to hear. It was right on point. It's something that I had been going back and forth with my wife and, and also with God and uh, some confidence that I, confidence that I have as well. And just to hear hear God answer some prayers and respond by through someone who don't even know what I'm praying about. They just let you know how good of a God we serve. Amen. He is absolutely awesome. Absolutely wonderful. And uh, it's, it's some, it's something real big. I just want to say be in prayer Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday um, at, I, I believe it's 10 AM. Uh, yes. 10 AM Tuesday. I have a huge meeting that God put together on last week um, that's going to benefit this church in a mighty, mighty way. And, uh, and it's going to help bring a lot of things to pass that we are believing God for. Excuse us, those online. I know you see the camera shaking. We're trying to get it uh, uh, in order, get it right, get it straight. But God has brought some people across our path that I wouldn't even think about, that I wouldn't even thought about. And stuff is starting to make sense now. Stuff is starting to connect. I'm understanding why we have a television network now. I'm understanding the gym stuff that we're doing, open up gyms here in Jacksonville. I'm understanding it all. And I was reminded on Saturday of a prophecy that Dr. Cubion gave us, which was people will come to this church and, and see all that we're doing and walk in and be like, it's only a few of y'all. How are y'all doing all of this stuff around the city? And it's only like 50 or 60. And then that's going to cause the church to explode. So it is literally a word that she spoke uh, coming to pass. Amen. Got a word on last week, Sunday after service. Prophet is sharing. Anybody, everybody remember Prophet is sharing. Praise God. She came and spoke here. Uh, she called us all the way from Seattle, said God spoke to her during service and told her to call us and tell us something. So God is working. Praise God. God is working, and I am uh, super honored on today, before we get into anything, to uh, introduce you guys to Dr. Cubion. She is in the building today, and uh, she is a big part of this family. She's a big reason why um, I told you guys why we started this ministry. I told you we had family all across the world, all across the country, that are that are with us and standing with us. You met Prophet Sharon, praise God. Today you get to meet Dr. Cubion, amen, all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. She is here, amen, my sister. 
And uh, I, I want to open the floor up the same way I did to, to Prophet of Sharon and give you an opportunity because I, you guys, this is a woman you want to know. I'm going to say that right now. This is a woman. She has one of her, her I don't know, mentees here with her today and uh, one of her leaders here as well. As well. This is somebody you want to know. Uh, today after service, get her, you know, get connected with her. She has her groups that she's doing, praise God. We we absolutely love her. We trust her with you all. If you got questions, you need counseling, praise God. Just everyday questions, what it is to be married, what it is to be single and wanting to be married, what it is just to have an everyday life. She has a awesome, phenomenal ministry that she is doing and she is impacting lives all across the country. So we are extremely blessed to have someone of her caliber to be here today, praise God. I'm telling you, y'all stay with us. It's some, it's a lot of people you all are gonna get to meet. And I got my little, my goddaughter here, Adeline, praise God. And I'm honored to be her godfather, praise God. Uh, she calls me Uncle Dot, Uncle Dot, and I just love it. But Dr. Kubian, I wanna open up the floor to you, praise God, and introduce Launch Church. You're gonna be seeing her throughout the year. She's gonna come do conferences here. But I wanna introduce Launch Church to QB, Dr. Kubian, Washington. Amen. Well, right here. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle. Um, last, it's what's funny is uh, this is what happens when the Apostle offers you to have a mic and say, no, I'm good. You know, just coming to say, <laughs> enjoy service and say hi. And um, first thing the Lord said when I woke up this morning is if I give you something, you're going to say, it. okay, we're going we gonna to do that then. So I said, well, apparently he's going to give me something. Uh, oh, glory to God. Um, it is a, um, a privilege and an honor to be here. And even though I consider you all family, I don't take it lightly that you give me any time on your platform. So thank you. I honor you all. Um, while she was praying, oh, glory be to God. I started just touching the seats because I was seeing the people that he's sending and the Lord says that don't despise, despise small beginnings because even though this room isn't filled today, there's coming a day that there won't be a hotel large enough to house the people that are coming to hear the word of the Lord through you all. And I saw you in stadiums. So don't ever worry about the numbers because he's doing great things through small numbers just because he has a point to prove People have gotten caught up in the size of a ministry and are not concerned about the power in a ministry. They're not concerned about the submission of the leadership. And so we've got large ministries where people are coming to hear people where behind closed doors, they're not living the life that they appear to be preaching in the front. And so God is using some foolish things to confound the wise. And that's why he's going to use this ministry, this church. And I see as I'm talking, um, just like launch here, that, well, you have a ministry in the center, but there's others that you're going to have to like legally set up. 
because of all of the hands, different LLCs, your different corporations, your, your different nonprofits, because of all the things that you're going to have your hands in. You're not called to just one mountain. So don't ever be concerned about the number of people because God is building you with quality. Hallelujah. He's building you with quality. How he is building this ministry is different from what a lot of other people have done. You're going to get a lot done with just a few hands. Glory be to God. And you're going to train people up because he's sending people that are not all broken from a bunch of church hurt from a bunch of other places. Yes, those people will come, but he is bringing some people that are ready to build. You need people that come in ready to build so that not everybody come in has, has to get cleaned up first and built up because that takes time. So because of what he is needing to get done through this ministry, he's going to be bringing in some business people where they don't have the all of the other church herd and things that come with it, but they're going to come in with the knowledge of these other areas. And you're going to wonder, like in the beginning, it might not make sense. But they're going to be your hand, the open door to these other areas, to these other mountains. And they are going to give freely of themselves because of how you all speak over them, teach them, pour into their lives and disciple them. They will freely give of themselves and their knowledge. And they will help you to build the other arms, the other branches, the other legs of this ministry that God is doing. So don't take lightly. Don't look at the amount of people. God says it is of no concern. No concern. He even says, don't even ask me to fill up the seats. The thing is to begin to be praying about the, the, the type and who needs to be here. Don't be concerned about all the seats being filled because that is not even the focus today. You're going to meet budgets and without all the seats being filled. Glory be to God. Every single demonic mountain and obstacle, we blast it in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Everything that the enemy calls himself trying to erect, to distract, to discourage, to disappoint. We smash it and put it under our feet in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, we thank you for your peace. Hallelujah. We thank you for closing the wrong doors <laughs> and opening the right ones. We thank you, God, that as you are leading them to their building, God, to the place that you have planted them, because this place is temporary. We thank you that every door that doesn't need to be opened is shut in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are leading them to the right location. We thank you that you are showing him exactly which one we are going to anoint when we leave here today. I live in Huntsville. Huntsville is the rocket city. It's the home of NASA and literal rockets. But launch, <laughs> but launch, <laughs> launch, hallelujah, is a rocket. 
and God has placed you here to be launched. Glory be to God. Don't think there's absolutely nothing for him to do with you. Don't close him in like that. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you've done. God is not done with you yet. So get planted and get committed. Hallelujah for this great work that God is doing in this place and let him use you. Glory be to God. 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 There is place here, woman of God, with the green on. I don't know you, but I just see your hands in different things. You're very gifted in an entrepreneurial spirit. This is the launching pad for you here. Just by being under the right umbrella in the right place, just because of the covering, what you lay your hands to shall be blessed. Just for being under the right covering. And you can trust that these leaders will not prostitute the giftings and anointings in you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just stand to our feet and give God some praise for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. You are worthy, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. We bless you for that. We say it is so. We say amen to it. Praise God. We say let it be so in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We receive it, Lord God. We believe it. We cling to it. We let it become a part of us in every way imaginable in Jesus' name. And we decree and declare that no word returns to you void. So every word spoken on today shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all can be seated. Praise God. Amen. I'm sorry. I did. I did close it. You guys online, that was for you too. Praise God. Amen. And one just for you. anybody attached to us. Praise God. It was for all of us in Jesus' name. This is a launching pad. And, and if I can tell you, Cubion, uh, Dr. Cubion, uh, what you just spoke lined up like hand in hand with what, uh, what pastor minister, I don't know, my sister Phyllis called, uh, called me and told me on Friday, it, it went hand in hand, praise God. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't tell her about anything. That is just how good God is. I'm trying to tell you, this is, God has a work for us to do, praise God. And I'm so, I'm so, I'm so excited because if I can just be honest with you guys for a moment, I remember when we, when God said, go ahead and start, I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know pastors. I don't know anybody to come in and, and like be guest speakers and, and that, cause I don't want to just start a church. I want to start, everybody's doing church. You know, I want to help people. 
I want to assist people. I want to see people's dreams come true. Praise God. I want to see people find their joy in life. That's what I want to do as a pastor. And I have seen him strategically place us in, in places to meet people and just fall in love. Like we've known them our whole entire life. Like we grew up with them and there's so much, so many more that are coming. Praise God. So many that are praying for you guys here. Y'all don't understand. We have a meeting on what the 11th with our mentors, uh, Brother Gerald and Yvette Benton, um, or excuse me, apostles now. They're apostles, praise God. Apostles, uh, Gerald and Yvette Benton, they'll be here, praise God, soon. And it's just it, the, the people that God has surrounded this ministry with, Apostle Sam, uh, yeah, I mean, goodness. Uh, you guys, y'all don't understand how many people are praying for y'all on a daily basis. And I'm just super excited that God has chose us to be over this region. I know this church where she said is, is true. We will be planting throughout. I, and I don't know why, but the city of Philadelphia has been on my heart. I don't know if that's going to be the first first church we plant. I don't know. But when we went there, when I tell you the spirit of God moved in such a mighty way, and I know it was God because I was like, God, get me out of this city. I don't like it here. <laughs> But for some reason, it's just been, you're like, why are y'all so small talking about planting a church? You just heard the word of the Lord <laughs> in Jesus name. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. I'm, I'm super excited. Let's get into this. Praise God. Amen. I won't hold you too long today uh, because as you heard Dr. Cubion say, we're going to go to these buildings and we're going to anoint these buildings. Praise God that we are believing in. And she told me to take her to the first building. God sent me to. Amen. And I was like, we're going to go there today in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and like I said, God is doing some great things. You guys, I want to tell you, but I'm going to be quiet because I don't want the enemy to launch attacks right now. Um, so I'm going to be quiet as soon as, as just be praying Tuesday at 10 a.m. If we can all come together, set a reminder on your clock to be praying. I will be sitting down in a room with about six individuals to discuss some partnerships that are really, that I believe are really going to bless this ministry. I know it's going to bless this ministry. <laughs> so be praying yeah. and hopefully and beyond and, and prayerfully, I'll come back on Sunday with a major testimony with you guys for you guys and the direction we'll be going in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Let's get into this thing. Let's pray. Heavenly father, we thank you for your word on today. We thank you for these, your people, Lord God, thank you for keeping them safe this week. Father God, thank you that you brought them all back here. I didn't receive one bad call this week from anybody. That means that you kept them healed. You kept them whole. You kept them well. They might've struggled and went through a little this and a little that, but they came out on top. They made it through in Jesus name. We bless you for it. Father, we honor you for it. You say, we say that you are King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega, first and last, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of our faith, Lord God, you are the one and only true King. You sit on your throne and only you alone, Father God, no one will ever remove you. You are undefeated in Jesus name. And Jesus, we acknowledge your presence. We say that you are the greatest big brother ever. Thank you for making the greatest sacrifice and giving your life. Hallelujah. And Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. We say, do what you need to do. Say what you need to say. Move how you need to move. Open up the mysteries of the word of God unto us, and we will apply them to our lives today without debate. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We have been talking about, uh, matter of fact, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 first. Hebrews 12. We have been talking about forgive, well, the united front. We've been talking about the united front and John 17, the Bible tells us that Jesus's one prayer, his one prayer was that we all be one. 
What was his prayer? That we all be one. Jesus didn't ask us for anything. He gave his only, he gave his life. He died on the cross. He didn't put any requirements on us. He didn't say that from now on, we got to touch our toes every time we get out the floor, uh, out the bed. From now on, we have to, you know, run seven laps around the, the church in order to have his approval. He says, the only thing I need my children to do is to be one or be united. Because when you guys are in, united, the world will know that God sent him and that he is the Messiah. And the word united there, or one, comes from a Hebrew word called heis, which is four words in one, heis, H-E-I-S, heis. It means agreement, it means alone, it means, what else, unity, and it means one more thing. Let me look at my notes, praise God. It means, praise God, <clears throat> agreement, alike, alone, and unity, four things in one. It would have been considered inappropriate language or the way you speak in Greek, because in Greek, you use the word. If you want to say alone, you use the word for alone. If you want to say agreement, you use the word for agreement. So you're not confusing. Best example I can give you is when we say love, what love are you talking about? Is it a phileo love? Is it agape love? Is it a, a brotherly love? What kind of, is it an intimate love? Is it a friendship love? What kind of love are you talking about? So for Jesus to say, my prayer is that you be heist and put all four of them together, it would have been considered improper English, but he knew what he was doing. He said, not only do I need you to be in agreement, I need you all to look alike. Hallelujah. That was a big one for me. As pastors, I should look like you and you should look like me. People say, well, back that up scriptural. When Judas came to betray Jesus, he had to say to the Roman soldiers, I'll be, I, the person whom I kiss is the one we call the Messiah, which means that Matthew, Mark, Peter, John, Bartholomew, Thomas, all of them boys look just like Jesus. They sounded like him. They talked like him. They were dressed like him. They had his, his walk. Everything about their movement was just like him. And then Jesus says, I'm praying that you all look just alike. You act just alike. Praise God. You are alike in him. Amen. I can't, I can stay there a long time, but I got to keep going. Praise God. But we, if you want the other messages, we can send them to you. But then we got into talking about motivational gifts. Did anybody take their test last week? I'm going to spank y'all. <laughs> I need y'all to take y'all test. Go to motivational gift. Uh, 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 go to Google and type in motivational test so you can see what motivational gift you are. And we learned that when I know your motivational gift and you know mine, you now know how to deal with me. And I know how to deal with you. A lot of confusion in the church is because we don't know each other's motivational gift. The first thing you should be asking when you meet anybody, what's your motivational gift? That way you are setting a precedence that no matter what happens, I'm going to look at your motivational gift to understand how you, how you act. So if you come to me and say, hey, uh, and I say, hey, my name's Josh. Hey, my name is, is Felisa. Oh, I'm a perceiver. Oh, I'm a giver. I automatically know now that you are going to see things black and white. So for me to come to you and say, hey, can we do it this way would come be on. foolish. Come on. And I now just brought that on myself. Because why? Perceivers see black and white. And from a perceiver standpoint, for you to come to me and say, hey, I need you to, to, to not see the gray in the area. I need you to see it like this and like this will be foolish. And now we can avoid arguments, praise God. We can avoid contention because we know each other's motivational gift. Let that be the first thing you do from now on. When you meet somebody new, praise God, whether it be here in this church or somewhere out and about, and they have a desire to be your friend, let it be the first thing you say, what is your motivational gift? 
I just want to say this, and it's an opportunity for you all to understand and identify a target, a prayer target. You know, when you're learning who someone is and how they're wired, and but you've got your own way of dealing with things and you notice something in some, and you're like, okay, look, Lord, give me grace to deal with such and such. Give me grace. So it's an opportunity for you to understand and to pray for yourself. And so that you can continue to work with one another, which is what we need to make it in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. That's exactly what you're using for. Then last week, we got into some stuff last week that was just real. I don't know if y'all enjoyed it, but I sure enjoyed it. I got a lot of messages about it last week as well when we started posting little snippets about forgiveness. Praise God. Did you Were you able to hear everything online? No? Okay. Amen. Don't make me reteach it. <laughs> don't make me reteach it. Hey, hallelujah. So we talked about last week, the next step in being a united front is understanding forgiveness is huge. And it's, it's such a topic that we just, oh, we just run by, but it's so deep in so many ways. And we, we learned that the, the Greek word for forgiveness, forgiveness is alpha hamea, alpha, alpha hamea, which means to set free, to let go, to release, praise God, to liberate completely, to put distance in between you and whatever needs to be forgiven. Praise God. Meaning whatever that sin or whatever that act is somebody did to you, you have to legit put dip distance between that act and you, right? You can't hold that over somebody's head. Say that one more time. We're not here to make people suffer. We're here to, to love them, forgive, and move past. You can't hold it upon, over somebody's head and for when they do something wrong to you. You got to let it go. I don't care who it is. Mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, wife, whoever it is, Uncle Reese, whoever it might be, you right. got to be able to release, praise God, <laughs> hallelujah, release them from whatever they did to you. But then, whatever they did and for however how long they did it. Exactly. That doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. God says forgive. Forgive. And then we talked about the two words and how Alpha, the two words that are located in Alpha Hamea which is Alpo and Hamea, and what they mean and the two definitions that came out of it. The first one was to lay aside every weight. Go ahead and read Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which is easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence, persistence, the race that is set before us. Amen. Well, here we are. We hear, we hear who we believe to be Paul speaking here saying, number one, I need you to lay aside every weight and every sin. Normally when we hear that verse, we look at it from the standpoint of, Weight, every weight is the sin and it's not. Every weight is the unforgiveness. Let us lay aside every unforgiveness. Did you notice that Paul says lay aside unforgiveness before he said lay aside sin? Does that not stick out to you? Wow. That sin is really not an issue for most people in the body of Christ. Because the book of Hebrews was written to the body of Christ. It wasn't like the book of Acts that was written to the world or the book of, of, of Ephesians that was written to a church. The book of Hebrews was written to the body of Christ. And Paul said, before sin, I need you to lay aside all this stuff you will carry an unnecessary weight called unforgiveness. Which means for unforgiveness to be said before sin, that the problem of unforgiveness outweighs the problem of sin in the body of Christ. 
Oh, I'm teaching real good. I almost pat myself on the back, but I'm not going to do it yet because it gets gooder and gooder. But we learned some things here. Number one, that unforgiveness is carries the same weight as sin. And that both of these things will cause you to miss your appointed place and your appointed course that God has put for you. Walking in unforgiveness and sinning will cause you not to complete the race that God put before you. Hallelujah. And Paul and Paul tells us in Timothy, uh, chapter uh, 2 Timothy, to fight the good fight of faith, right? But it starts with, which we're going to get in today, unforgiveness. And learning how to let go of unforgiveness and forgive people who are especially asking you to forgive them. Stop holding that stuff. <laughs> I sound like a mama. Stop holding that stuff and let that stuff go. Let it be gone. Stop waiting on an apology. Amen. You may never get it. You may never get you it. You may never get it. But you got to be all right with it. Hallelujah. Then we talked about the second half of this meaning, which was to remit which was huge, which means even when you have a legal right to be upset, my God, you have a legal right to be mad, still forgive and let go. Oh, hallelujah. I get goosebumps all over my body because Jesus had a legal right to be upset. They lied on him. They spit on him. They hit him. They had false testimony on him. They completely embarrassed him. We get the clean version. Even the passion of the Christ, when we watch that, we cry like, oh my gosh, that's so gruesome. That was still the clean version because my Bible says he was up there naked, completely naked. That is embarrassing to hang a man naked. My Bible says that he was beaten until he was un recognizable. You could not tell who that was on the cross. And the Bible says before he let go of his last breath, he okay. said this, Father, forgive them for they know no why, not what they do. He had a legal right to be upset. He had a legal right to hold on to this unforgiveness and he chose to let it go. And as a, re a result, God said, because of your ability to let something go that you deserve to be mad with and have a legal right to hold on to it, because you let it go, I'm now going to elevate you to the right hand of me and make you an heir to my throne. Let me tell you something. I said it last week. There is promotion when you, hallelujah, let go of something that you deserve to be mad at. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. Praise God. It's, a, it's a, an encouragement to let go of stuff because God says, I will elevate you when you let go of something that you deserve to be angry about. Husbands, when you let go, your wife did something wrong and you let it go. Praise God. God says, I'll bless you for it. Wives, when your husband do something wrong and you let it go, God says, I'll bless you for it. And not only will I bless you, I'll elevate you to the next level. Hallelujah. That's a good place to say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Amen. Amen. Boy, I done got excited up here. I need to calm down. Okay. All right. Then we talked about three reasons why we should let God handle handles humans or vengeance. Number one, we as humans find it difficult to separate vengeance and anger. Number two, God's vengeance is not reckless. It is often redemptive. Number three, God's vengeance does not come from a seat of revenge but a seat of justice. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So let's move on. Praise God. We left off talking about, praise God, us being like God. And sometimes we hear that we hear the reason or this excuse that I, I can't forgive. It's just too hard to forgive. But I have to counteract that by saying you're made in his likeness. You're made in his image. 
And the Bible says in Psalms 103, forget not his benefits. And the first thing he says is he forgives you from your iniquity. Your iniquity meaning character flaws. That's just big word saying character flaws. God has forgiven you from your character flaws. And then in verse 12, he says, I've forgiven you from also your transgressions, which is your sin. I've forgiven you from your, your character flaws in your sin. And he's saying, forget not your these benefits that I put towards you. And this is how I forgive it. I pull it from you as far as the East is from the West. Oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Another verse in the Bible says that he throws your sin into the sea of forgetfulness. And Isaiah 37, the Bible says, Isaiah said, I had just to, to have peace. I went ahead. Matter of fact, let's just go there because I love the way Isaiah said it. Let's go to Isaiah 38. Isaiah 38, verse 17. Go ahead and read that verse. It says, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back. Hallelujah. Jeremiah, Isaiah said, you know what? For peace sake, I just chose to be bitter at God. <laughs> just for peace sake, because I was expecting him to do this and expecting him to do that and expecting him to do this. And it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. So for peace of mind, I just chose to be bitter. There's a lot of us in here today walking around, a lot of bitter Christians, mad at God. God, you promised this, you promised that, you promised this, and it didn't happen. And when and it didn't happen in your timing. Come on. Hallelujah. I just realized I was talking to my wife. I realized I, we, we had to purchase a new car. Praise God. We bought one. And I realized at the age of 18, I had a desire for a Range Rover. I did. I had the desire for one and I wanted one. But when I went to the car dealership to buy one, they said I was too young to put my name on that car. And I got mad. I remember I, I remember I, uh, I ended up buying a Cadillac and most people would have been happy, but I was upset. I had a, a red, candy red Cadillac Escalade with suede and all that stuff in between, my name written in the car and all that stuff. And I'm like, I was mad because I didn't have the car I wanted. I remember going to the church, parking the truck. This is how stupid we are as humans. Parking my truck, going in front of the church and walking up and down the church. God, I can't believe you. God, I can't believe you did this. Your word said this and your word said that. All y'all would have looked at me like I was a fool. Like, dude, you got an Escalade, dude. You 18 with an Escalade. But it wasn't what I wanted. So I had made up in my mind, praise God. I'm just going to be bitter at God. Or did you don't come through. You say you did. You give me the desires of my heart. You didn't do this. Well, last week, our car went down out of nowhere. It just went down. And y'all know I was holding off on buying the car because I wanted to make sure credit was free for building and all that stuff. Hallelujah. Last week, the car went down. And I said, I'm going to look for a car. And I'm, we up here looking at little itty bitty cars because I'm still worried about the church and some other investments we have. So we're looking at little itty bitty cars. I'm talking about itty bitty cars. I'm like, well, well, babe, you know, we can't put the stuff to bring the church stuff here in this car. What's going on? And I remember sitting up at three o'clock at night and I said, God, come on now. I, I'm doing your will. Why is it so hard right now? What's going on? And he, and he reminded me, he said, Go back to what you first asked me for. I said, God, can't nobody afford no Range Rover. Not right now. I'm trying to do this and do that and do this. He said, yeah, you trying. Let me do it. My God. Yeah, yeah he said, shut up. He said, I see your plan. I see what you're doing. I see you putting money aside. I see you putting everybody before you and your household. But I call to I call to reward you. You have been serving and serving and serving. I'm going to reward you. Y'all, we found a Range Rover. If I tell you what we found it for, you would run out this building like, ain't no way. And it's nice too, y'all. 
What you didn't tell you? You said, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah. I said, well, oh God, God. I, I said, I, I called the, I, let me tell you exactly how it went down. They said they want it. Amen. And God forgive me if I'm giving too much, but I'm going to give it. They, when I looked it up online, they said they wanted, what was it, 12? No, $8,000. And they wanted our Tahoe. I'm like, God, I'm not going to give no $8,000 for no car. And this, a guy called, I put the, I put, God said, fill out. This is like four o'clock in the morning now. He said, fill it out. I filled out the paperwork. I said, God, this ain't going to work. They called me the next morning. They say, hey, we see you want the car and this and this, and you're interested. Why don't you come up here? We can work out a deal. I say, I'm not coming. Listen, look, I got $2,000 for you. That's all I'm giving to this car. And, and I want my payment to be under $600. And that's all I'm doing. He said, well, sir, this, this, is, a, this is a luxury vehicle. There's no way. I said, this is what I'm doing. I hung up the phone. <laughs> This is it. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. I hung up the phone. And I said, baby, I don't know what we're going to do. She's still looking for cars. I'm, I'm at CarMax. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. I'm like, God, well, well sweetheart, I took, I took this and I said this and, and it is what it is. About an hour and a half later, Lauren comes walking in the door and as she's walking in, my phone rings. Mr. Warren, I don't know how somebody's on your side, but my, my manager in the finance company said, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Come on, bring the stuff up here. Got there. And it was like, well, we don't want the Tahoe no more. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What has happened? So keep the Tahoe and get the range roll. I'm like, look at this. But what does it come to? What does it come down to? Praise God. I made up in my heart to be bitter at God. And then it says the love God has for me drew me back and he took that sin and threw it behind his back. Now, if God can do that for me and God can do that for you, you should be able to do that for somebody else. Come on. Cause you never know what we're going to get into a little bit today. Breathe, baby, breathe. Thank you. <laughs> you never know what we get into, what we are holding ourselves or blocking ourselves from when we choose not to forgive. All right, let's get into this. Where do you want to go first? I'll let you choose. I'm just still on the, the choosing to forgive and then hearing about the elevation. How many times in our life are we looking and we're wondering why God hasn't moved, why we are in a, in a specific position, a position that we think we need to be in, but how many of us are harboring unforgiveness in our hearts? And it's just as easy as just making a choice, freeing yourself. Yeah. Not weighing yourself down. Y'all know I'm compassionate. I'm not the one to hold on to stuff. Not that I don't get upset. I do. But I don't hold on to stuff because it feels like I'm so out of my character. I'm, I'm out of yeah. character. It, it, it requires more energy for me to have to remember to treat him bad or to be mad at him because he did this or whatever. It just is draining. It's draining. And I pray that everybody has that feeling of just being drained when you're like that. So it's a quickening to say, I don't like this. I don't want to be like this. This ain't what God has for me. Yeah. I want to get to the, the elevated place that God has for me. And in order for me to get there, I have to choose. Nobody else is stopping me from doing and getting to a place but me. So I have to choose. So I encourage you all, search your soul, search your heart. Loose anything that is not like God that is that is harboring or hiding any crevice where unforgiveness is, is lying. Because, again, we mentioned last week that unforgiveness turns into bitterness. And it's not a automatic thing. But some people it could be, you know, it could just be bitter immediately. But for a lot of people, bitterness, it happens over time. It grows. There's a scripture that talks about it growing. 
Mm. It growing, it festers, it gets bad. And how you know you operate in unforgiveness or bitterness is when you replay. You allow the enemy to replay things that happen to you, hurt, pain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, things that you feel like you need to get back at. You're supposed to get. It's owed to you. I'm saying this because I really want you to search your heart. If there's anything, I don't care how long ago it happened. If there's anything, pull that thing up and out and choose to forgive. Amen. Let people go. Amen. Let's go there. Let, let, we let, gonna, let's, let's actually yeah. attack that part. We'll come back to this other part, but let's attack that part. Let's go to Ephesians chapter six. And I know this is about warfare, but it's something here that is important that we need to know so we don't hinder our blessing. Walking around in unforgiveness, walking around in unforgiveness hinders our blessing. It hinders our prayers. Look what uh, Paul says here to the church of Ephesus, starting at verse 13. He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye might be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all, circle that, underline that having done all, having done all, stand. Well, the question that comes to me is, what is the all? Because before I can take the whole armor of God, I have to do all first. You see what I'm saying? It says, having done all, stand. And then it goes on to talk about standing in the armor by putting on my breastplate, my, my, my belt, my, my helmet, my, my clothing, my feet. But having done all is the most important part in that verse because I can't get on to putting on the armor until I have done all. Well, let's see what done all is. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, praise God, starting at verse 22. Praise God. Mark chapter 11, starting at verse 22, praise God. When you dare say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead and read it. Starting at verse It 22. says, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Okay, number one, you got to have faith in God or in the, Greek, the literal Greek uh, translation is, is have the faith of God. That's the number one thing you need to do. What's number two? It says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not be, and I'm sorry, and shall not doubt in his heart. There's number two. I need to now. Now Jesus introduces a problem. There's a mountain in the way. There's a situation in the way. He says, I need to have the faith of God. And when I'm praying, I need to do it without doubt in my heart. That's number two. Let's keep going but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. So I I, I love the, I, I, you're reading out of Amplified, aren't you? Mm -mm. King James? Mm -hmm. Okay, so number two, number three is you shall believe. All right, so now I need to have the faith of God. I need to not have doubt in my heart and I need to believe. What's next? Which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them. There it is right there. There's number four. I need to believe that I do what? I receive. So now I got to have the faith okay. of God. I have to not have doubt in my heart. Amen. I have to believe. And what am I believing? I'm believing that I receive. That's number four. What's the fifth and final thing I'm supposed to do now? And when I what? And when I, and when ye stand. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What was and, that word again? And when ye stand. Did the Bible just say, after you've done all, stand. Okay, so now we're connecting the two. So now we, what I need to do when I stand? Praying. Praying what? Forgive. Oh, my God. Whoa. Come on. Jesus. Whoa. My number five thing is I need to forgive. 
Look at this. Now, Jesus established a problem. There's a mountain in my way. Jesus says, first of all, have the faith of God. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe that you receive and then forgive. That's the all that I have to do before I can even put on my armor of, of, of the armor of God. A bit more. Go ahead. A little bit more, it says. I'm going to read that again. And, and when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespass. Look at that. If you have ought against anything or anyone, forgive. Do you know the reason why a lot of people are not seeing God's hand move in their life is because they're, they are start trying to stand and they haven't done all yet. Hmm. Gosh, come on. They have to do the all first. When you do all, then you can see God move. But what we'll do is I can have faith. I cannot doubt. I believe God. I can believe. I'm believing. I got my faith set. I know what my faith is set. And I believe I receive. But when it get to that forgiveness, hold up. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Not knowing that the forgiveness, the unforgiveness is keeping the mountain in your life. Mm. Got to drop it and let it go. Holding stuff against people blocking your your blessing you serve a god that wants to bless you i love the way this gentleman wrote it here i forget his name at the time but it he said this the root of a closed spirit and a closed highway from god is unforgiveness its agenda is to block god's blessing from flowing in your life god intends on blessing you but a bitter and unforgiving mindset will block you from receiving the very thing that God wants you to have in this life. Think about that. God wants you to have these blessings. He ordained, and we know this through scripture, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 tells us, I have ordained these pathways for you to walk that will lead you to a good life. But guess what's clogging up the pathway? unforgiveness. And I love the way he says it. When I am unforgiving, it closes the, my spirit in the pathways that God are trying to get the blessings to me. And a lot of us are praying, man. A lot of us are praying, God, give me this. God, I need this. I need this. And God's like, I need you to forgive. Amen. I need you to take this stuff and throw it behind my, your back. So not only forgive, I also need you to forget. And this is where the church misses it at, because we are quick to say, I'll forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. Right, right. And I want to give you a scripture for that. Let's go to first John chapter one. First John chapter one. Hallelujah. Praise God. First John chapter one. Looking at verse nine, you want to read it? It says, if we confess our sins. Wait a minute, say it one more time. I'll go slow. Go slow. If we confess our sins. So what are we doing here? We're confessing our sins. What happens? He is faithful. Who and is the he? God, God is faithful. 
And what is he faithful to do? He's faithful and just to forgive our there, sins. There we go. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. So at this point, have we been forgiven? Mm. Yes, we've been forgiven. But does it stop there? No. What does it say after that? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. My Lord Jesus. True forgiveness is a two-step choice. When I'm walking in forgiveness, it is a two-step choice. Number one, I forgive. Phyllis, I forgive you. Number two is I now cleanse her from all unrighteousness, which means I erase the chalkboard that she drew on in my heart and in my mind, and I give her a clean slate. And now I no longer, according to the word alpha male, I no longer have the right or privilege to bring up what she did again. Once I say I forgive her, I no longer have the right to go back now in 19, 1998 and say, well, Phyllis, you did this to me. Come on. Come on. If she did something else again and it didn't sit my sit well with my heart, I no longer have the right to say you did that to me before. If married couples will get this, it will change your lives. Yes. Stop fighting out of the past. Right. Right. Every time you say, well, honey, I forgive you. You no longer have a privilege to go back in the past and bring it up. It dies right there. If, if, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You're made in his likeness. And Jesus says he threw your sin over his back. He threw your sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Can you imagine serving a God that said, hey, you asked me that in 1996 and you lied to me. Why would I do it for you in 2023? You just going to lie to me again? Ain't no way. I can't do that for you. But God says, if I can separate you from sin, you should be able to separate somebody else from their sin. And I know some of you guys are questioning, well, well what if they hurt me again and, and all this other stuff? That's when you have to trust God. Amen. You have to trust God. Because now, then it becomes, I'm sorry, then it becomes you dealing with your emotions. Remember, we talked about emotions being predictions. Yeah. Then you start predicting what somebody did before and what they're going to do again. And you stay in a place of hurt. Mm -hmm. Never opening yourself back up, which means you're never opening yourself up to God either. Yeah. Because you're not trusting God. Because it's it, honestly, it's a sense of pride. Yeah. I can protect me better than God can protect me. That's all it seems like it is. One of my greatest partnerships of all time was somebody I forgave and went back into business with. <laughs> somebody I forgave and went back into business with. They did me wrong, forgave them and, and gave them a second chance. And it worked out the right way. Well, why is that? Because God can bless and put, anoints whatever, whenever you can forgive. Come on. Like it's, 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 it seems hard, but it's not hard if we trust God. What it what it is when it becomes hard for you forget to forgive and let people go means you struggle with your love walk. Come on, because forgiveness is rooted in love. Free. I'm gonna say that one more time. Forgiveness is rooted in love, and if you are struggling to forgive me, you don't really love me. It's just words out of your mouth. Brass and symbols. First yeah. Corinthians 13, the love chapter, it says, love keeps no account or no record of wrongdoings. Some of us have a mental record and a, on our heart 
or on our mind of when somebody did something wrong to us. Yes. And you're not walking in love. And I hate to say it like this, but it's just the truth. Let's talk about you. God says walk in love. I didn't say that. The creator of all says walk in love. And though it might be hard to do, you got to do it. Because it's going to benefit you. He knows. God knows what will benefit you. Does anybody agree with that? God knows what will benefit you. So if he's telling you to do it, it tells us two things. Number one, you can do it. And number two, he knows it's going to benefit you. God can't repay you and take vengeance for you because you're still holding on to stuff. Remember I told you, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. That I will repay does not only go to the enemy, it also goes to you too. Whatever you lost, God will repay you for losing what you lost. He's repaying me right now. I, I had a, a joint venture agreement with, with a lawn company and it did not work out, but now God is repaying me. It's not coming back in the form of lawn. It came back in the form of music, ministry, and all this other stuff. God is repaying me. So he has not forgotten about you. He's not only going to repay the enemy who did something to you, but he's also going to repay you. But and he can't even step in and be God in your life until you allow him to have the vengeance for you. And in order for him to have the vengeance for you, you got to say, God, I know they did me wrong. I know he did me nasty. I know she did me wrong. She said something I didn't like. But instead of me festering and getting mad over it and rethinking it and reliving it and rethinking it and reliving it and rethinking it and reliving it, I am going to take the time right now to say I forgive them and I'm going to move past. And then God says, let me step in now and fight your battle. Amen. Let me step in and fight your battle. I wonder how many battles God has been excommunicated from in your life because your inability to for forgive. I wonder, for those watching online, I wonder. God wants to forgive. He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to take it to new lights, but you're still holding on to what she did in 2007. You're still holding on to what he did in 2008. You're still holding on to what he did last night. And the Bible says, don't go to bed angry. You want to know when anger turns into sin? Because I know we have those theologians out there that say, well, the Bible says it's not a sin to anger. You, to be angry, you're absolutely right. But anger turns into sin when I go to sleep with it. God is trying to help you. If you look into the physical, and I, I don't want to get into this quite yet, but if you look into the physical benefits of just forgiving and letting something go, God is trying to help you have your long life. Some of y'all dealing with all these problems in your body, aches and pains and high blood pressure and all this stuff because your inability to forgive. Yes. Cancer popping up and all these diseases. All that stems from a bitter heart. I'm telling you. You're on this medication and you don't need the medication. The medication you need is, you know what, God, I forgive and let it go. Well, you can say some people's name, praise God. You can say some people's name and that person's name, that person's name come up and you just turn into fire. You turn into hot cooking oil. I mean, you just popping like bacon. You just mad. But God says forgive. Watch this. Let's go to, praise God, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 18. And I know God gave you a lot on this bond, so please. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know, you need help. You have to ask God to help you. 
I know it says, help me. She said, help me, Lord. This is good, but I need help. Amen. That's where it starts at right there. You, you say in the right prayer, Lord, help me. It's a choice. Remember, I told you forgiveness is not a process. It's a choice. I'm choosing to do this. And God, I need you to help me to continue to walk in this. And I'm going to show you how he's going to help you. But first, let's go over this and then we'll get back to that. Matthew chapter 18. And we're going to start at verse 15. Matthew 18, starting at verse 15. It says, you go ahead, you read. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Stop right there, my Lord Jesus. Did you hear that? Oh, my gosh. Mm. If your brother or your sister trespass against you, go tell your mama. No? It doesn't say that? <laughs> if your brother and your, or, or your sister trespass against you, go tell your twin sister. Go tell your best friend at work. Go tell your children. Hallelujah. Go tell your husband. Go tell your wife. The Bible says, go to him and him alone. One thing, the first thing I want you to notice on this, the person who was trespassed against didn't wait for that person to come to them. The Bible says if your brother trespassed against you, which means you're the one that's mad, he did something wrong to you. She did something wrong to you. It says for you to go to them. Right. <laughs> Don't wait for them to come to you. Right. Look at the deception of the enemy. For all these years we've been taught, you, wait. you did something bad, so you need to go make it right with them. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> no, no, no. I remember growing up, and I saw it this whole week with baby Adeline in the house. When something hurt, hurt Adeline's feelings, uh, Dr. Cubion said, well, go tell them that that hurt their feelings. And use your words. And baby Allen would just walk over there. But she's teaching them the right way. See, we have gotten so used to waiting for the person to come to us. You hurt my feelings. Why should I come to you? Because we I, like to be the victim. We want to be the victim. We want to be the victim. We want you to know yeah. that you hurt us. That's all it is. We want to stay in a position of what you owe me. What's due me. Yeah. And, I tell you, and you prolong stuff. I remember when me and Vonda first got married, we, I did this all the time. She would do something I didn't like, I didn't care for, and I would just wait. I would be quiet around her, I was just walking, wouldn't say a word. It would be a quiet house because I quiet. wasn't speaking either. And she wasn't speaking either. Be quiet. You know, we, we were both quiet. We ain't saying nothing to each other. Huh. The Bible says I was supposed to go to her. She hurt my feelings. See, I, I'm tired of being the bigger person. This ain't the bigger person. This is how it's supposed to be. This is the, this is how it's supposed to function. This has nothing about being, had nothing to do with big, about being the bigger person. This has everything to do with the right process. The reason why they tell you to go to them is because number one, the person that hurt you might not know that they hurt you. They live in their best life and your feelings hurt. And until you say that your feelings are hurt, you just going to be there and they ain't going to know nothing. And then it's going to fester because you're going to think how in the world they can be like that. They don't know they hurt my feelings. And you get the same thing. Every time you see them, they, they ain't, ain't going to say nothing to me. You put yourself in a situation. So them to say something, they, let me, if I post up right here, they'll see me. And maybe they'll say, okay, oh, I can't believe that she did not see me and say, I'm sorry. She don't even know she did something to you. Don't even know. You upset and mad, and frustrated and pissed off. Bible say to prevent all of that, go to him. They hurt your feelings. Ain't nothing wrong with you saying, "Hey, listen, you hurt my feelings when you said this." 
Oh, I felt some type of way when you said that. And if they refuse to hear you, what it says next? You went, you went on, I'll paraphrase it. It says, and you go to them and they refuse to hear you, then go back to them again with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Take somebody with you. Remember, this is still the person who was hurt doing this. Not the hurt her. This is the hurt he. <laughs> Take a person. Then if they still refuse to listen, it says, go get the church and go back with the whole church to that one person and say, hey, this is how much it hurt me. Help us, Lord. Then you have the right, if they still refuse to hear, to give them up to a reprobated mind. But we want to give up people before we even did our part. Hey. And Jesus is saying, you can't do that because the person that is that, that you need to forgive could be the person that helped you. Mm -hmm. Do you know the disciple that got on Jesus' nerve the most is the one he left the church to? Peter was on his nerve. Do you know how many times Jesus had to rebuke Peter? Peter denied him. Peter said, I ain't going to let all this happen. I'm not going to let that happen. I promise you I'm going to do this. If somebody come at you, I'll cut off their ear. I'll die for you. And Jesus like, I rebuke you. And the same person, because Peter knew how to get it right, and Jesus knew how to get it right with Peter, is the same person that Jesus left the whole church to. I wonder how many relationships you have now missed out on because of your inability to go back to a person that hurt your feelings and make it right. You want them to suffer. And that's the person that God ordained for you to be together in business with. Mm, Y'all got to get this. That's the person that God ordained for you to find success with. But because you and your feelings, and they don't even know you and your feelings, They've reached out to you and you've ignored them. You've rolled your eyes. You won't even respond. And they still don't know that you're mad at them. Now they can't accomplish what God has for their life to do. And you can't accomplish what God has for your life to do because you're mad and they don't know it. Oh, I'm preaching real good. Let's keep reading. Hallelujah. Watch this. It says again, verse 19, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth, watch this, this is after you go and get it right with your brother. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask shall ask, it shall be done of them of my father, which is in heaven. So the Bible says here, when I have, when I, enter, when I invoke forgiveness and I go to my brother and get it right with them, or I go to my sister and get it right with her, we should pray immediately after that because when we pray, whatever we ask God to do, he will do it. It shall be done. Why? Because he appreciates you doing what he asked you to do and keeping his word. Oh, hallelujah. Watch this, verse 21. Then Peter heard all of this <laughs> and he said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. And Jesus say unto you, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Right. And you all, let's, let's not pull out the calculators and try to figure out what 70 times seven is and figure we're just going to forgive the 490 times that it, it, Jesus didn't mean just 490 times. He was saying forever. As many times, for as many times as someone does something to you, forgive. So for all of us that are trying to figure out how long, how many times, how long do I have to, how much do I need to make it clear? The guy was just, he was just using a, a little thing just to get our attention. In other words, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's never ending. Yeah. 
He wants you to forgive. In other words, we're not supposed to keep track of mm-hmm. how many times we've forgiven. Because who's going to be counting? Okay, that was 399. That was 400. Who's doing that? Yeah. Right. And that's all he's saying is, is just forgive. Right. The way this thing is supposed to work is that we are, we are supposed to be replicas of Jesus' love for us. How many times have we told God, I ain't going to do this no more? And we do it. We do it. How many times have we said, I'm not going to let the spirit of cuss come over me? And we cuss. How many times have we said, I'm going to stop this bad habit? And we, we don't stop it. We might stop it for a week and we go back to it. God says, I, the same way I forgive you through my son's blood, I need you to have that same mercy for somebody else. Come on. Because you're one body. And it's hard. It's hard to function when one, body, one part of the body is hurt. Have you ever twisted your ankle? <laughs> you just twisted your ankle. The rest of your body is affected by it. And it's not, I'm just going, the, the rest of the body ain't going to just say, I'm just going to leave that ankle out there by itself. We're going to operate fine while that ankle is twisted. No. While you walk, the rest of your body starts to compensate so you can heal. When you hurt your finger, it could be the smallest little paper cut on your finger. And if you put some lime in it or some lime accidentally gets to that little paper cut, your entire body feels it. And your entire body compensates for that cut. Hallelujah. All glory to God. I encourage you all to continue to read, praise God, uh, verses 24 to verse 35. It talks about a king and a servant. And the servant owed the king $10 million and the servant for uh, the king forgave him. And then the servant went to one of his servants that owed him $20 and he did not forgive and see how that turned out. But I want to give you really quickly, praise God, five steps to forgiveness. And I think they're, they're extremely important and they're going to help you. Number one, oh no, here you go. I'll let you read number one right here. Five steps to forgiveness. Number one, forgive yourself. Boom. Boom. Oh, that's a good one. That's the first step. Mm. Wait, I'm talking about forgiving. How do I forgive somebody else? Number one, I got to forgive myself. Because in, in all actuality, when it all boils down, when we break it down to the nitty gritty or in restaurant terms, when we drill down to see what the root of the problem is, you are really hurt mm. that you got hurt. Mm. <laughs> How did I let myself get exposed to that? I'm supposed to be better than that. So true forgiveness starts with you forgiving yourself. When I want to forgive somebody else for hurting me, you got to forgive yourself for putting yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Number Number two, do inner work around the issue of your heart. In other words, why did this hurt you? Amen. So now I need to do some inside work. I need to ask myself this question. This person hurt me. Why did this hurt me? Hmm. Not, oh, because they did it. No, no. It's a reason why that hurt you. Did you put expectation on that person? Come on. Uh, I told you last week, the worst thing you can do is put expectation on people. Jesus said in Matthew, I love the people, but I never committed myself or put expectation on the people. Our biggest mistake is when we put expectation on people. I just expected you to know. Come on. We put expectation on our husbands. We put expectations on our children. And then we find ourselves hurt. Right. 
because of what we did to us. It's really not them. It's what we did to us. We put us in that situation. We put us in that, in that position. We put us there and now we are mad at them for us putting ourselves there. Expectation is a killer. The only person you should have expectation is, is God himself. That is the only person the Bible says have expectation in. God himself. And when I put it in my mother-in-law, or I put it in my wife, or I put it in my dad, I am setting myself up, number one, because they can't complete, they can't fit, fill them shoes. But I am setting myself up for failure. Not because I don't believe they can fill them shoes, but I know they can't fill them shoes because God ain't put that in them. We are all people. We are all walking this life and we all need help sometimes. And we all have things going on in each and every one of our lives. And sometimes some things get in the way of us fulfilling a commitment. And if I put expectation on her, praise God, and she's unable to fulfill it, praise God. Now I'm mad at her because of what I put on me. Right, right. So I got to do some inner work to see why, why am I hurt? Why did this hurt? And find the real root of the problem. Because I promise you, the real root in every unforgiveness or unbitter, uh, bitter situation is not the person that hurt you. Come on. It's in you. It's, how, it's what you have done. It's walls you have put up. Especially when that, those, those three words come up, I told, no, four words, I told you so. Oh, you hate that. That's you. That's what you put on you. Right. Ain't got nothing to them. I just, I just knew you weren't gonna do me like that. Yeah, you had an expectation. <laughs> amen. Y'all, y'all, amen. Y'all online are so quiet. I'm just playing. <laughs> they talk about amen, amen. Praise God. What's number three? Number three, assess what needs to be forgiven. Amen. Assess what needs to be forgiven. Because when you break down and check your heart first and check you first, it's going to give you a total different ass- assessment. I remember when I used to fight, when, when we used to fight, we used to go at it. Not like hands or anything, but like just oh. words. And I had to assess what needed to be forgiven. You know who I ended up having to forgive? My mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but let me tell you, five years ago, it wasn't no laughing going on. I promise you that. It was some anger, some crinkle forehead, some, some, I don't want this. I'm, I'm sick. Of, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? It was all of that. I'm finished. We might as well call it quits. I'm moving back to Miami. It was all of that. And when I got honest with myself, I needed to forgive my mom and dad. And you think, but wait, but you having a conversation with your wife. Why do you need to forgive Harry and Tommy Warren? Because of what the, I saw growing up, that it was wrong teaching. And I saw them do something to live a certain way in front of people and then differently inside the house. And I automatically said, well, this is what marriage is supposed to be. So when we got in front of people and she said, I just disagree. Oh, no, you did not just disagree with me in front of everybody as if she wasn't entitled to her opinion. Because what I learned was when we out, you just agree with me. I'm the man of the house, even if I'm dead wrong. 
You just agree with me. And my mom never had a voice. Because what it turned into is you disagree with me, you agree with me when I'm out, and then you you better agree with me when I'm in his house. <laughs> and my mom never have a voice. So as a kid looking at that, I thought that was the basis or the foundation of a successful relationship in marriage. So when she said, I just disagree with you, it set off fireworks in every way. When we got home, how dare you disagree with me? And she would say, am I not entitled to my opinion? Can I not have an opinion? Yeah, you can have one when we hear in, in private. Not in public. You can't have one. And all this fussing and fighting and all this, just I mean, just banter and all this, ah, oh, just yucky stuff started happening. And when I broke it all down and figured out who I needed to be mad at, it wasn't her. It was how I was raised. I had to forgive mom and dad for showing me something wrong. Oh, I'm preaching so good. Man, this is a classic right here, man. Goodness. I'm going to rewatch this one when I get home. My goodness. But there's a lot of stuff we're fighting that we have to go back and realize who we really need to forgive. It's not the person that hurt us. It's the person that taught us something wrong. Oh, goodness. Let's keep going. What's number four? Choose to release and forgive. Choose to release. Say, I choose. I choose. I choose. I choose. I choose. I choose. I chose. I chose. I chose. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to let this go. Amen. Somebody ask you, how are you doing that? How are you giving them a second chance? I'm, I'm choosing. Oh, I chose. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a choice for me to release and to forgive. Right. Not just to forgive, right. but to release. Right. Right. Forgiveness right. is great, but I got to release. And watch that taking on somebody else's because it happened to them and they want to explain to you what happened to them. So you need to feel that way. You got to guard your heart. Guard your heart. Number five. Disarm all triggers, Ooh. including yourself. Jesus. Disarm all triggers, including yourself. You know what triggers are. You know somebody can say a certain thing and it just sets you off. They triggered you. Disarm triggers, including yourself. What do I mean by including yourself? That mind of yours is a powerful thing mm -hmm. and it needs to be used the right way. But when it is used inaccurately, your mind will rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And you can be at work and out of nowhere. I can't believe she did that to me. I can't believe it. I can't believe, I mean, just out of nowhere, you just chilling on your day, going about your day and your mind goes to relive the situation and you just make yourself mad all over again. Release that trigger. How do I release my mind? I renew it every day. Romans 12. I renew it every day. I choose to walk in forgiveness today. I know what happened was bad, but I choose to walk in forgiveness today. And tomorrow, I got to say this prayer all over again. I'm going to say it all over again, because until my flesh gets the, the, the picture that it's not running nothing, until my emotions get the picture that it's not running nothing, I'm going to say it every single day until I get my breakthrough, until I get my freedom. I need to be free from this. So when my mind want to relive it, I'm going to say, nope. Uh -huh. I cast down every vain imagination. 
praise God. I'm not going to think about that. Yeah, God, I have forgiven them. God has forgiven them and they are the, I am the righteousness of Christ. And so are they. And I love my brother and sister in Christ because God told me to love them. And I love them with agape love. I see them at their best all the time. Praise God. I see them the way God sees them. So no, I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to bring that back up. Mine get on something else. Oranges. Let's think about oranges. Let's think about pizza. Praise God. Let's think about the love of God. And when I'm at work again and somebody at work says a word that tries to trigger me again, I go ahead and I take that word out of my vocabulary for a couple of weeks until that word is no longer a trigger. If I got to get down into my room and get a piece of paper out like I used to do in college or when I was a kid and say, I will forgive. I will forgive 500 times until I forgive. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That's how important it is. Because that person that the enemy is trying to get me to throw away could be the person that I need to get me to the next level. And if you need to adjust your armor throughout the day, do that. If it looks like your belt of truth is coming loose, tighten it up. Adjust it all day long. Stay equipped. Amen. Stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. I know I said this last week. It's tight, but it's right. Yeah. True forgiveness. Don't let the world fool you. Oh, you can forgive, but don't you forget. That's not God. And it could be the main reason why you still haven't seen the blessings overflow in your life. Because you're trying to put on armor to fight and you haven't done the all yet. You haven't had the faith. You haven't stopped doubting. You haven't believed that you receive. You haven't forgiven. Forgive and forget. Do you want to be united in this, this world today, a united front? This is a huge key. Learning how to forgive and forget. Learning how to let it go. Today, say, I'm letting go. I'm letting go. I let go. Let it go. I let it go. I let it go. All hurt, all pain, all disappointment, I let go right now today in Jesus' name. I let go right now today in Jesus' name. I let go right now today in Jesus' name. If I'm upset with my, my wife or my husband, I let go. If I'm upset with my significant other, I let go. If I'm upset with my spouse, I'm excuse me, my parents, I let go, praise God. If I'm upset with my children, I let go today. If I'm upset with my boss at work, I let go. Hallelujah. Because when I let go, God can now step in and perform. God, I fully expect you to perform in these situations. So I let go in Jesus' name. I let it all go. I cleanse my heart. Matter of fact, do a prophetic act now. Just brush off your shoulders in Jesus' name. Just brush off your shoulders. Pull that weight of unforgiveness, that unnecessary weight of unforgiveness off of your shoulders in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, whatever hurt it is, whatever pain, even the disappointment in God that you might have. I was expecting this, God. I let it go. I let it go with the, with the, the knowledge that you have something better for me. I let it go, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I let it go. I, I take it off of me right now in Jesus' name. I let it go. I skinny up, hallelujah, letting go of every unnecessary weight, laying aside every unnecessary weight. In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare.
Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Well, that was an awesome, awesome word. Praise God. Hallelujah. The United Front. Amen. I'm going to get before God. It's one piece I want to talk about, but that's more so my flesh. I want to make sure that that's what God wants me to talk about. If not, we'll, we'll jump into what I really wanted to preach, which is the unusual blessing next week. Amen. We'll be right back here next week. Amen. We're going to be doing an assessment. Um, I'm going to be also talking with the hotel on next week as well to see exactly how we're going to make some things out. It, was everybody good with the online experience last week? Because we may have to do that for a couple of weeks until we get into uh, what God will. Let me not say that. Let's see what happens Tuesday at 10 o'clock that y'all going to be praying for in Jesus name. And hopefully that that goes out, that works out well. And we won't even be having this conversation. But amen. So um, amen. it will. It will in Jesus name. It will. I receive that. I receive it in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. For those online that want to give, praise God, we appreciate it. You can give by just typing, texting the word launch to 1-888-364-GIVE. Again, that's 1-888-364-GIVE. Or you can just download our app, our church app, which is Launch Church Jacks. You can download there, set up an account, praise God. We communicate right then and there. On there and as well. Yes. Yes. Also, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, the July 19th, write this down. If you have a desire to be baptized, we're going to be having a class. It'll be about a 30-minute class on baptism on July 19th. We're going to be doing that via Zoom, the same Zoom that you're on now. Those who are watching online, uh, we'll, we'll send out the link for that. So if you have a desire to be baptized, Ju July 19th is a class. And then July 23rd, which is that Sunday, at the, at the service, we're going to go out to Jack's Beach and we're going to jump in the ocean and get you baptized. Praise God. So if you do have a desire to be baptized, you can let us know either by putting something here in the offering bucket for those who are online. You can go right to the app, right to resources and hit, I want to be baptized. And it will take all your information there and go from there. Yes. Did I change it? Yeah. That's the actual baptism day. Yeah. So we're going to do a class on the 19th, a class, a Zoom class on the 19th. Uh, at seven o'clock, which is Wednesday at seven. It should be no more than 30 minutes just to make sure we all understand what the baptism is for. It's not to make you save. Amen. It's just to identify with Christ and what it means in your life in Jesus name. Yeah. On our app, if you go right to our app under resources, you'll see it right here. Um, water baptism. Uh, I don't know. You can zoom into that. If you have the app, I was surprised to see how many people downloaded the app because I was going to cancel it last uh, two weeks ago and then i got the analytics and i was like dang people actually have this app <laughs> so yeah on the app you can do that praise god right under water baptism and uh you can fill out the information there we'd be more than happy to to baptize you on sunday but please be to the class on the 19th on the 19th i mean <clears throat> huh okay amen also um we amen let me let me hold off on that i'll hold off on that amen if that's all you have, we'll make that announcement next week. Amen. We'll make that announcement. I was going to say something, but I'm struggling because I want to tell y'all everything, y'all. It's okay. I want to tell y'all everything. I don't know how to hold water. Helping them. I'm learning today. 
Look at all these beautiful people online. Y'all look so good too. Give yourself a hand online. Hey man, give yourself a hand online. Y'all look so beautiful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the one. <laughs> Go ahead and hold your offering up. If you gave through your phone, hold your phone up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who are giving. We bless you, Lord God, for their ability to give. We thank you for their heart to give as well. And we pray to Luke 638, blessing upon them, that you will give back unto them, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You will have men just walk up to them and give unto their bosom in Jesus' name. 30, 60, 100 fold, Lord God, in Jesus' name. So I bless you, Lord, for it. I thank you for those who are giving in here as well, Lord God. We pray, as me and my wife touch and agree, we pray a special blessing over their finances this week, Lord God. I decree and declare, because of their obedience today, you will bless them with a free meal or something, Lord God. Something show up, a check show up in the mail. You are the God that can do it. All you say that we have to do is ask. So today, as a shepherd of this house, Lord God, I ask on behalf of the sheep, show them that their seed going being sowed in good ground is not going un unseen, but you are looking out for it, and you are rebuking the devourer away from it in Jesus' name. And as the word declares, I'm supposed to say in Deuteronomy 28, I decree that those who are given on today are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. They are blessed going out and blessed coming in. They're blessed in their checkings account and they're blessed in their savings account, Lord God. Hallelujah. They are the lender and not the borrower. They are above and never beneath the head and not the tail. You have commanded your blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare. And Father, we also thank you for this upcoming week, Lord God. We declare that this week is a blessed week. We declare it is a safe week, a prosperous week. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you. We commission our ministering and our warring angels to go throughout this week and make this week safe, removing anything out of the way that would hinder us in this week or try to hurt us. We decree and declare every family member safe. Hallelujah this week. We decree and declare that every family member that is not saved will receive a laborer this week. Hallelujah. That will plant a seed or water the seed, Lord God. We declare our family saved. Hallelujah. We declare our household saved. If we have an unsaved spouse, we declare them saved in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We decree and declare right now in Jesus' name that your will be done in our lives on today, Lord God. Your will be done in our lives on this week and that our answer will be yes to you Lord God it will be yes I will obey yes I will go yes in Jesus name we love you father and we honor you hallelujah in Jesus name we pray amen and amen hallelujah we love you all online be blessed we'll see you next week blessings Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.